Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 157, an episode that uh, promises to be, I think, a little bit different than the normal RGS experience. Uh, I like to think anyways. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... Stefan Heck. Uh, John Cullen. 157. I'm fucking going to get drunk this episode, guys. <laughs> You're bringing this back. 157 proof. Plus six. Yeah, isn't that a... Uh, six shots of 151. Isn't, isn't 157 a thing? No, that, uh, I don't think so. No? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to Google the number one. Yeah, Google it. I want to Google it, too, because I feel like there's the something passenger like... Passenger 57 is uh, Wesley Snipes. Well, according to Wikipedia, it's the number following 156 and preceding 158, oh, which is huge, huge if true. Does it have a cultural references? Re- uh, uh, it, uh, uh, in music? Oh, 157 Riverside Avenue is a song by REO Speedwagon. Ah, that's exactly Malcolm where I know it from. Speedwagon. It's also weird that like if you go to look up 157 it just lists all the like navy ships that had 157 in their name which is really fucking weird uh oh ken carpenter held the u.s record in discus and won the ncaa national title with a toss of 157 feet in 1936 the the next trivia point is probably the best one steph curry of the golden state warriors holds the nba record for 157 games with a three-point field goal made from November 13th, 2014 to November 4th, 2016. I mean, that's cool. That's that, cool. That pr- will probably... There's no, like, alcohol stuff in here, though. For some, I don't know. For some reason, I thought there was, like, a 157. No, or there's stuck like on a, 151. I know, you but... You got that 151 is that on the, the high, is that tempting like, you. Can you get... You can, I know, like, if you make moonshine or whatever, you can get higher proof than that. But, like, can you get higher proof than that in, like, a liquor store? Or is that, like, well, as high as well, it goes? Th- this might make up for there not being any liquor stuff on there. Is that uh, so? Volume one hundred fifty-seven of the list of United States Supreme Court cases. The second one on there from eighteen ninety-five is Frost versus Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! So. That's uh, that's terrible. I I heard that uh, Weenie bit off more than he could chew in that case. Uh, something about <laughs> shrinkage. I don't know. Yeah. That's... No, that was a frostbite joke. I was frostbite. Yeah, frostbite. Yeah. Just in case you I didn't pick he, it up. Frost, I think Frost probably was a person in this case. So yeah. Did you look yeah. up what Frost versus Weenie was? No. So there's no, uh, there's no there's like no link to it. Like okay. Let me see if I, well, how do you spell Weenie Frost versus Weenie? W E N I E. Okay. I'm looking. There's also uh Barden oh, versus Land River Imp Company. No, this is on here. Frost versus Weenie, 157 US. It's on uh it's on the court listener website. Uh looks like uh oh oh it's a uh it looks like it's a land claim lawsuit, uh and the lands in question are quote Indian lands. So okay. that sounds like a very eighteen ninety five suit. There's also Frisbee versus the United States. Oh, that sounds Which is, fun. It's, it's, a, it's not the, the disc that we all know. And oh, love. it's just a guy? Like a person. Yeah. That's I don't think he's, it's spelled it, differently, too. Oh, so. how do you spell it? Uh, I-E instead of E-E. Okay, I'm looking it up. Yeah. I'm on this court. Uh, 
Uh, Frisbee versus Collins was a decision by the United States Supreme Court, which held that kidnapping of suspects by state authorities is constitutional. I mean, that's, what? that's pretty cool. That was a different one. That's Frisbee versus Collins. The 157 one is, uh, this just looks like it's some kind of, uh, uh, like it talks about it, how, like your right to representation, if you don't have a lawyer looks like i don't know the notes are extremely long but it seems like frisbee's just going back and forth here you're thinking of boomerangs i think <laughs> no you could just toss it back and forth oh. right oh okay i didn't yeah. say frisbee keeps coming back yeah i mean i think in, right. in i thought about saying that and then i was like wait that's a boomerang <laughs> yeah yeah it's a uh it's a it's a it's a it's a ultimate case yeah anyways let's park this for now uh, <laughs> we'll come back to this, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. We will return to Frisbee versus the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> that's for- a, no, that's well, let's put that behind a paywall. <laughs> People are going to want the Frisbee versus the United States bonus content. Somebody's going to write in and say, you know what? You finally got me. I'm a real Frisbee head. I'm a f- big Frisbee <laughs> head. I got to hear this. Man, Ultimate is so fucking lame. But, um... Yeah, or like Frolf. Have you played Frolf? Frolf is cool. Yeah. Fro- Ultimate is still Ultimate is fun to play, but it's it's more it's like ruined by the people who play it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yes. I think it's like I think I do think it's a good game. I mean, last summer I was pretty depressed. Well, like not at, not clinically depressed, but I had a lot going on in my life, and I watched a lot of documentaries on Netflix, including one about the start of Ultimate, and like the people who started it you can they birthed everyone that is in ultimate now like they were like and it was so fucked because they were like talking about these like originators of ultimate like they were like oh man like dave he was just a fucking pit bull you know like you knew when you were getting on the field with dave he wasn't gonna fucking take no for a fucking answer like it was like you're not it's not he's not dave Semenko, like easy pal why do i get the feeling that every sit down in that documentary like sounds like recounting a party story from the night before it's kind of like that, yeah, because they just kind of started it in, like, Cali, I think. And then, yeah, it's a very dumb game, though. I just can't I can't take it seriously. Well, friend friend of the show, Mitch Pollock, is a huge believer in Frolf. Frolf is great. It always sounded goofy to me. Well, no one calls it Frolf, though. I think yes. you know, I call it Disc Golf so you don't sound like an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Well, Frolf disc sounds golf? like a Muppet. I've got a game that I want to play with you guys. Uh, and, and so I don't know if you're familiar with, like, with Disc Golf, but the – People are very serious about disc golf. Yes. And um, there's like a professional disc golf association and they have all these. It's not just uh, you don't just use like a Frisbee that like you would toss to your dog. You use like drivers and like putters and like. Yeah. The putter's like a small one, right? Yeah. Because you want to get it in the like basket thing. It's also a much older sport than I think, right? Like did not, did it not originate in like the seventies? That's about what I thought it would be. Yeah, it might even be before that. I'll it look seems it up. like a very '90s or 2000s thing to me. But I know that like there's just a ton of golf courses that have those metal nets up, and they are oh, yeah. they're like old in the way that like uh, you know like a elementary school playground stuff is old. So so what I wanted to do here is so the names of the discs like the brand names it originated are in so... the early 1900s. Sorry to interrupt, wow. Stefan. Well, the first game was held in Bladworth, Saskatchewan, Canada, in 1926. Nin- 
Ronald Gibson and a group of his Bladworth Elementary School buddies played a game of throwing tin lids into four-foot-wide circles drawn into sandy patches on their school grounds. They called the game Tin Lid Golf and played on a fairly regular basis. However, after they grew older and went their separate ways, the game came to an end. It was not until the 70s that disc golf would be reintroduced to Canadians. Okay, so, I mean, to say that tin can golf was like the like start of disc golf i mean i don't know if that's really you could say that that's inventing disc golf i do feel some sort of national pride though it's like when we discovered that five pin bowling was canadian only yeah it's like we got what do we got we got basketball we got lacrosse we got got soccer baseball (laughs) yeah exactly five Five pin pin bowling bowling, which was literally invented because the man thought his noodly armed customers would not be able to lift a heavy bowling ball that's true i I know like i know people like that (laughs) So what I wanted to do is uh, sorry, yes, your disc golf. The, uh, the names of the disc, uh, the disc that you can you can buy are like insane. Uh, so I wanted to play a game called uh, uh, frisbee golf disc or uh, fictional spaceship. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And this is this is going to be hard. Okay. Um, okay. So I feel like Justin uh, has there, the edge on me in fictional spaceship. Are there some that are both? Uh, possibly, but uh, I'll, I'm just going off the list that I've got in front of me okay. here. So, um, okay, uh, colonial, colonial viper, colonial viper. I'm gonna go with uh, disc golf. I'm gonna go with disc golf as well. That's a spaceship from God. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, God. So you, guys are, you guys are 0 for 1. Yeah, two. Is it embarrassing to have not watched Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, it is for me. Okay, well. That's... Well, that one sounded like pretty spaceship-y, I thought. I, agree, I agreed, but I was like, ah, oh, there's no way he's going to do a spaceship first. I was trying uh-huh. to game the game. Uh, alias Neutron. That's got to be a, a disc golf frisbee. I'm going spaceship. Justin, you're correct. That is a disc. Thank you. Am I disqualified for having called it a frisbee? No, that's okay. 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 <laughs> Just don't say that to whoever the world champion. I was going to be like, nah. It's like a slur in the world of disc golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Every, it's like uh, like the, there's a record scratch. You're like at a party and you're like, oh, you should have seen how far I threw that frisbee today. It's like, Rrrr! this MFR called it a frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justice Prime. Justice Prime. That's a disc. I'm going to go spaceship. It's a disc. Yeah. Tied 1-1. Right. Back on the board. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got... Justice Prime. That sounds dope, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a $9 Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Destiny Ascension. Destiny Ascension? Yeah. That's a spaceship. That's a Frisbee. It's a spaceship. Oh, baby. I'm in the uh, lead. It's from Mass Effect. Hell yeah. Uh Yeah. Okay. I played that game, too. It's too bad. Uh, Leopard DX. Leopard DX. That's a disc. That's a disc for sure. It's a disc. That's correct. The DX. (laughs) Yeah, the DX. The DX gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What do we have here? 3 2 is the score right now. John has the lead. That's right. For those very familiar with my (laughs) discs. What is it? What's it? First two? First to four? First to. Sure. Should we do this? First to, first, five? First, to we'll do five. first to five. First to five. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maverick Lucid. Maverick Lucid. That's a disc. That's a disc. Correct. Oh, baby. I'm one it away. Should be, it, it should be win by two, right? No, because then we're going to be here playing this stupid game. But, then if no, we, but if we both get it right at the same time and you still win, 
I agree with Stefan. Win, win yeah. by two. I think it has to be win by We're two. We're going to be here all night. This is well. <laughs> we said this episode was just going to be reading questions anyway. So this is, <laughs> Shh, I, we haven't I told them that first. yet. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so what's the score? Four three. Four three for John. Okay. You got to guess first this time. I've been guessing first the last like five. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mayhem Proton. Mayhem Proton is a spaceship. <sighs> Fuck. I could win by two if I guessed disc. Uh, I'm going to go spaceship also. It's a disc. Damn it! Ah! <laughs> Fuck! I could have saved everyone listening. Is like, God damn it, John! Why wouldn't you get it right, you sack of shit? That one sounded the most like a spaceship of anything oh, so far. Uh, yeah. Fuck. I no, really, it's. Uh, I felt it's, like uh, should have gone. It's with insane. My I mean, should have gone with that old gut. Uh, okay, here, here we go. All right. Orbital neutron. Orbital neutron. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a disc. Yeah, that's a disc. It's a disc. 5-4. Five, 5-4. Four. Five, four. <laughs> I knew that one was a disc. I couldn't go I couldn't go against you that one. Cuz then if we tie, then it's yeah, even yeah. worse. Then, then it's two points. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Okay. Sorcerer Air. Sorcerer Air. Uh, I want to say disc, which means it's probably a spaceship, so I'm going to say spaceship. That's a disc. It's a disc. Yeah, there we go. There it is. <laughs> Sorcerer Air, of course. It's in the air like a disc. You're up 5-4? Uh, no, that's 6-4, that, buddy. That's it's over. Game? That's that was the, game. That's it? That's over? That's it. That's yeah. all. Oh, that's that's a new ma- you know, I figured we could try some new. Yeah, that's I a good game. I like that. Like our, uh, what was the game we played with? The soundtrack? The soundtrack, yeah. Want, so. well, yeah, people, I think, liked it. When we yeah, did people it. like those guessing games too, where they get to. Yeah, they can kind of guess along with us. Now uh, it's like actually a genuinely difficult game. It yeah, was. That was really hard. That was hard, especially because I'm not up really up on my fictional spaceships. Usually, if something's yeah. set in space, I avoid it. Uh, um, so yeah, so spe- Stefan. Speaking of things that fly, Stefan, yes. you ah. had a flight recently. Uh huh. You just got back, in fact. I just got back from Kitchener, uh, Ontario. A wedding, yeah. Uh, I'm very tired. I got back late last night. Woke up early this morning because the cat uh, had been here for a couple days. I mean, we had people coming to check in on it, but she was very excited to see me. And was just running around the apartment the entire night and woke me up at like five in the morning. So, Would you, uh, would you say there was anything out of the ordinary about your uh, airport experience? Uh, yeah, well, yes. Um, I got there uh, like four hours early and I could not find a fucking outlet uh, to save my life. There it so, is. That's the story I was looking yeah, for, yeah. folks. He couldn't yeah. find an outlet. Couldn't find an outlet. Find an outlet. Oh, and Dan was there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah. a weird coincidence. Yeah, Dan flew on the same flight as uh, as my parents, and then and then I guess he wandered off, and I didn't see him because I was like waiting for my parents to come out, and maybe he was just trying to avoid me or something. But uh, makes he sense. didn't have any, he didn't have any bags either. I don't think that uh, also makes sense. Yeah, and I did. Did you see the photo from the wedding? That he went to? Yes, I did see that, <laughs> which which also makes sense. Yeah. A lot of I mean, Daniel's I, life starts to make sense. I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk about it in the podcast considering he tweeted it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like the bride and groom in like full wedding regalia. And the and I think 
the bride is taking just like a huge bong hit. And like a, it's like a basement party, basically. Yeah, the, yeah. the it's, it's like a, it's it. like a, the pipes like three feet long, and then it's like the, bong, the groom yeah. is like lighting it. Yeah, anyway, very romantic. That's what yeah. love is, John. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Not to me, it's not. I was, but, dis- uh, I was disgusted by the image. So two things. Apparently, my mom called me Steve. Is what Dan told me. Yeah, it's really too bad that Dan is does not your mom, with us. Yeah, tonight. does your mom call you Steve? Like just sometimes. I yeah, I mean it was it was after like a long flight, so maybe she was just discombobulated. <laughs> and then um, she had a few Ambien before the flight. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> and then my mom also just like sent me a picture of Dan, and it wasn't clear if he if he knew that she was taking the picture. It, you saw the picture, right? He's just kind of like looking off to the side. I yeah. mean, it's, cl- it's close enough that it, obviously they would have seen each other by then. But like, I don't know if my mom was like, oh, let me take a picture of you. Or if she just like took it. It looks like she just took it. I think yeah. so. I think. I think so. Um, but that was that was neat. I mean, your dad posted that same photo in the Facebook group, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, he did. posted the photo of me getting a... Uh, hot uh, shave. A hot... Uh, yeah. What do they call it? The straight razor shaves? Yeah. How was that? It's awesome. It was great. Yeah, it's the best shave I've ever had. Hot shaves uh, are the best. It was so refreshing. Uh, my face was very smooth again, finally. Because um, I have just like this constant. I know I, the joke is that I'm like the twink who hasn't gone through puberty, but <laughs> yeah, I that's have, the joke we that's always of say. The joke. Yeah. yeah, that's but the joke. I have this uh, constant five o'clock shadow, um, and it's kind of annoying. Hey, man, so, it seems extra uh, pronounced right now. I can see it. Through the well, I just I didn't no, I did. I shaved this morning too. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's you know, I shaved early this morning, I shaved at like six this morning. Hey, so man, hey, Stefan, don't let that get you down, but it's five o'clock somewhere. That's well, it's no, it's 9 54 right now, so <laughs> the closest it could be would be 4 54. What do you mean? It couldn't be five o'clock anywhere. Explain, it couldn't be 5 p.m. anywhere else. In what way? Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it could it could be four fifty five. Well, yeah, is Newfoundland the only place that has the like half hour? Uh, there's probably a few other little dinky. Uh, they might add five minutes. I mean, I don't. <laughs> is, there, is there a place that has a yeah? It's one hour and five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. Just like a little island off the uh, the coast of uh, Norway, the northern yeah. coast. Yeah. Uh, I really, we got to reach out to your mom. I was really hoping that Dan would be here. He gets back from his trip tomorrow, so we just recorded too early in the week to make it happen. But uh, I, I need further details on on calling you Steve. Like this is this is maybe the most important thing that's happened on the show this year. I feel <laughs> I don't need any more details on it. I I would say I the like- most important thing was. Um, uh, Oh, I I forget it now. Oh, the peen- the uh, the dildo in the cupboard. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge. I mean, we that put was, a lot of effort into that. That was extremely important. And the counterpart episode, the flashlight, of course, in the cupboard. Yes. yes. Both important yes. discussions. But this week, yeah. uh, because it is the summertime, we don't have a lot to talk about. I mean, the and Little Stephens. League World Series is going on. Well, that's true. So we're going to do our clip of the week, and then the, we're going to do an old-school mailbag. And unlike the old days where we just did questions until Justin decided that two hours and 27 <laughs> minutes was a good episode <laughs> length, we're going to start earlier, so we do just a regular episode <laughs> length. But we had a great mailbag. You know, you always ask me, are there any good questions in the mailbag this I week, John? I do ask you that every And usually week. there's not, but this week there was a lot. 
And so yeah. we're going to play our clip of the week from the very same Little League World Series, and then we're just going to get into an old-fashioned mailbag here, boys. Yeah. Everyone was saving their good questions for this week. Yeah, apparently. And I didn't want to have to carry the mailbag home with me, so we're just going to get as many letters <laughs> out of it as we can tonight. Uh, but before we do that, we are going to uh, take a trip to the Little League World Series for our clip of the week. And what will seem to some like a callback clip Yes. In that it is mighty familiar. It is strikingly similar, some might say, to a clip of the week from last summer as well. It seems now, going forward, every year there will be one child chosen to have a viral moment during his like brief on-camera introductory interview. They give each kid like what 10 seconds or so it's and it's, less, it's like not five even. it's yeah, six yeah. seconds they just introduce themselves and then say something about themselves it's like the the little league equivalent of like when the football players get on screen and like yeah. say their name and the university they played for yeah exactly and of course you might remember last year uh big daddy hacks of course richie gilboy richie gilboy just stole our hearts with his ability to take big daddy hacks and this year we have a new hero his name it's Alfred Delia. It's Alfred Delia. And you will learn more about him in our clip of the week. Hi, my name's Alfred Delia. At home, they call me Big Al, and I have dingers. Do <laughs> <laughs> I hear that one more time? Because yeah, I yeah, sure do. Yeah, definitely. Hi, my name's Alfred Delia. At home, they call me Big Al, and I have dingers. He's got the huskiest voice of all time. He's a mob hitman, apparently, mm-hmm. with with like an Italian last name, Delia or Delia. And Alfred is his first name. Yeah. Alfred Delia. My Who friend. fucking names a kid Alfred in? So how is he? He's twelve. Yeah. So he would have been maybe? born in two thousand six. Yeah. So someone had a kid in two thousand six. Oh wait, when did the Dark Knight come out? Two thousand seven. But Batman Begins was what? already out. <laughs> Yeah, but that I feel there, as though there was a gap. It must be a, like a maybe it's a family name or something, but yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, it's definitely someone older in the family was named that. Yeah, like and the <laughs> older person in the family was apparently a mob hitman. Yes. Yeah, my friends call me Big Al. <laughs> he sounds like he smokes a pack a day. Yeah, it's like the combination high pitched voice of a child with also the raspy voice of a lifelong smoker. Yeah, it's great. And there was also I don't know if you guys saw the uh the picture of the kid who uh in his like uh in his like uh score bug like uh, underneath in the bug like underneath his name because uh, it, it, it often, because they're little league kids, it'll list like yeah. their height and their weight and then like something about them. And so the kids said, favorite actor, Johnny Sins. That was Photoshopped, I'm pretty sure. You think so? If you look at it, it looks, it's on like a slightly different angle and the background behind, because I, I was like, that's way too good to be true. Right. Okay. Uh, it could be wrong. I don't know. You, I, you're I, more I, of a Twitter th- expert than me. I think, I think it's Photoshopped. I, like if you, if you look, if you zoom in, on the on the text, you can tell that uh, it's slightly askew. Okay, I'm looking this and up. I should probably this should probably be on that incognito seems like, search. That seems like they would they would vet that also. Justin, right? this is how you do an incognito search. I don't see what button you press there. <laughs> you just open it incognito. Oh, I'm never going to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Photoshop little league graphic fools adult film actors some media uh, some media outlets. Not me. Not, not me. Not you. Not Stefan. Yeah. That is that would have been pretty hilarious. That would have been very good. I think there was one that said favorite sport, LeBron James. And I don't know if that one was real or not. I didn't <laughs> zoom in on that one, but it was favorite sport, LeBron James. So 
that could be real. That's not, that sounds plausible. Apparently the kid, uh, that kid, uh, his graphic was just favorite high school subject, science. So much wow. less, much, way less <laughs> cool. Ugh. So lame. Uh, all right. Well, should we get to the mailbag? Do we, yeah. do we play the theme music? Sure. I think just for, yeah, for, uh, for old time's sake, to make it feel real, let's, let's not play the top three questions theme. Let's play a little Marvelettes. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wow, that is old school. Oh, oh, well, isn't that what you oh. you still use that for? I our, use it for every for mailbag. Donor mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good stuff. Did you you did you use that in the show before we had a mailbag theme? No. Oh, okay. No, that was the mailbag uh, exclusive. Well, episodes. considering we are doing our Young Sheldon episodes this month, we just posted our second with Brian Gar. Uh, it is kind of fitting that we're just we're giving you the mailbag for free this month. Yeah. Normally, we, this we, is we, something we do. Uh, it's a paid a paid deal. Well, we didn't do one last month. And we're not yep. doing one this month because we're doing like six, six bonus six, episodes, possibly seven episodes. That's of, right. Yeah, Real Good Sheldon. So yep. look forward to that. And the people have been enjoying Real Good Sheldon from what I can tell, uh, which is nice. It's been The feedback has been largely positive thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And remember, if you're donating by August 29th, so that's uh, just about two weeks from now. Uh, you are entered in a draw to uh, watch the sixth episode with us. Also, while we're talking about this, can we just address the fact that there is quite a revelation on the the real good Sheldon that dropped this week with Brian Gar, and I I feel guilty spoiling it almost, but it also needs to be talked about because it's so baffling. Sure, that Brian had never heard the word bazinga in his entire life. You say, you say bazinga? I did say bazinga. Did you pronounce the G? Wow. No, soft G on that one. Well, that's mm. that's not right. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like you haven't heard of it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what a blessed life he leads that he'd never that's, heard that word. That's so insane to me because he's like fairly online and is a comedian. Yeah, very online. Not that as a comedian you should watch Young Sheldon or The Big Bang Theory, but you would at least, you know, even just ironically, you would be aware of, well, of he, this. I same. mean, I had heard of Bazinga before, but yeah. it wasn't in relation to Big Bang Theory. It was in relation to Moulin Rouge. Go on. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, ba- you know, Baz Singa? Is that the No, just for it's all it's for all the it's for all the Lerman heads. Uh, okay, we would always yeah, yeah. whenever he puts out a great film, we're always like Bazinga. <laughs> God damn it. Especially the um, the musicals that he does. That yeah. would be a Baz singer. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. 
Anyway, I know that there were definitely <laughs> listeners who got it just on the for like you two didn't, but mm-hmm. like there are there will be yeah. listeners who got it. And on there the were first, other listeners who on just the first try turned the podcast yeah. off forever. Listen, that's the list. You, that's the fucking risk you take. <laughs> that's the risk you take whenever you make a big. Come here like for that. a joke about Boz Lerman. <laughs> hey man, you don't have to worry about guy. me. Yeah, it wasn't a. Uh, it was a positive thing when he puts mm. out a good movie. Nah, we're like, like you're kind of making fun of his name. Nah, nah, he's, he's cool stuff. Except for Australia. I don't know what that was. Did anyone even, did anyone see that? So is that no. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman? That's yeah. right. Man, it's I like guess I've e- seen it. Epic romance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you saw Australia. And you're not Hugh Jackman or Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Though if you're listening to this and you are Hugh Jackman or Nicole Kidman. Yeah, we're big fans. <laughs> yeah, we're huge fans. Uh, would, yeah, like, would, did anyone see this? Like, I don't remember... It was I two mean, hours. I Australians. It was two hours. Don't watch f- anything. Yeah, you, no, you know what? It grossed. It made two hundred and eleven point three million. So obviously people saw it, but the budget was a hundred and thirty million for well, what? Ben Mendelsohn wasn't it? He was. I'm guessing he was the villain. Jesus as he is in Christ! Every movie. This he's is ever stupid. Been in. But so it, this came out in two thousand eight, and it was two hours and forty five minutes in two thousand eight when that wasn't Oof. every superhero movie's length. And of course, uh, Captain Australia is the most famous superhero of all. Yeah, that's who I assume uh, Hugh Jackman plays. Yeah, in the he film. plays Captain Australia's mandolin. <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't Captain Australia what they called the prime minister who went missing when he went swimming one day? <laughs> really? Like, oh, I really miss Captain Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just know that's a thing. One of their, one of okay. their prime ministers just like drowned. Vanished forever? Yeah. You guys don't know this? No. No. Yeah. One of their prime ministers straight up. Uh, there drowned. is a Marvel character called Captain Australia. Okay. Seems like he only exists on an alternate earth. Whoa. What the hell? So weird looking dude. Do you think the Australian Secret Service like shot the ocean afterwards? <laughs> God damn you. That's why he never he was trying to swim back up and then Australian Australian uh Secret Service, otherwise known as ASS. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean I think about asses, but I didn't think about the acronym. <laughs> the ASS. Yeah. Uh it does appear that there was one who drowned Harold Holt. Uh presumably that's, that's drowned that. in nineteen sixty seven. Uh it that's says uh he uh, he what rose about? early, blah, blah, blah. And then it says he rose early on December 17th and after breakfast telephoned his wife. He drove to the local general store mid-morning and bought insect repellent peanuts in the weekend newspapers. Yeah, kind of the classic thing for the head of the country to yeah, do. What classic. was this? This uh, is like two n- years ago? 1967. Okay. Uh, yeah. One of the headlines... Which was about two years ago in Australian culture. Wait, so apparently he had like... Uh, he, maybe he almost drowned before because it said that one of the headlines in the... Oh, okay. A few days before his death, he had been briefly examined by his personal f- physician who advised him to avoid overexerting himself and to cut back on swimming and tennis. Uh, and then it says one of the papers he bought, uh, the Australian, the headline would have been that day, PM advised to swim less. 
<laughs> which so, wait, which, so I guess he didn't get that paper. I guess. Well, it says one of the headlines in the Australian was PM advised to swim less, which detailed the latest advice from Holt's doctor. However, it's unclear if Holt bought or read that particular paper. This sounds like a Twilight well, Zone got, episode. Wait, wouldn't he have gotten the advice from his doctor? Well, yeah, place? yeah, he would have had that. His first doctor is too. only communicating <laughs> through the newspaper. <laughs> God, I hope he picks it up today. Yeah, Captain Australia, <laughs> don't swim. The, the Prime Minister's doctor has sent us another cryptic clue. Yeah, it says, On returning home, Holt made plans for the rest of the day, which included a visit to Point Nepean, a barbecue lunch, and an afternoon spearfishing trip. At 11.15 a.m., he and four others set out for Point Nepean, where they hoped to watch solo circumnavigator Alec Rose pass through the rip into Port Phillip Bay. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, on the drive back, Holt suggested the group stop at Cheviot Beach for a swim. It was about 12.15 p.m. and he wanted to cool down and work up an appetite before lunch. Holt knew the area well and had swum there many times before in 1960, blah, 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 blah. He was the only other uh, one. Uh, he did not hesitate entering the water despite a large swell and visible currents and eddies. Stewart was the only other swimmer, as the others considered it unsafe. Stewart stayed close to shore, and even in the shallows felt a strong undertow. However, Holt swam into deeper water and was dragged out to sea. The others called out to him, but he did not raise his arms or cry for help. He soon slipped under the waves and out of sight, in a manner which Marjorie Gillespie described as being like a leaf taken out so quick and final. Oh, yes, that Damn. classic uh, analogy we all know and love, like, like a leaf a being leaf. taken out. Absolutely. Hey, take out those leaves, I'm always saying. I mean, I think it means like the a leaf in those currents. Like yeah. you see a leaf in the current and ah. it gets taken out with the ah, current. Do you think there are any Americans and Australians who kind of talk to each other around that time? And they're like, they're both kind of commiserating. They're like, uh, oh, hey, like our head of state uh, just died also. And then uh, the American, they're like, oh, so what happened to yours? The American guy's like, oh, uh, his, uh, his head exploded. Someone shot it and it exploded and there was like blood everywhere. And then the Americans asking the Australian, so how did your how did yours die? Oh, he went swimming at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Before lunch. He was building up yeah, an appetite, yeah, Stefan. As yeah. you do. That's often how I describe physical activities. Yes. I'm just going to build up an appetite. He left, his, he left his peanuts in the automobile. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he popped. bought the peanuts too. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have been well nourished. Yeah, that's how you know he wasn't just sick of that prime minister shit and wanted to vanish and start a new life. The man was notorious for his love of peanuts. Yeah. He would have come back for them. That's right. And uh, we do have some Australian listeners. We too, have a number so. of Australian listeners. Ho hopefully it's okay to joke about the death of your prime minister from the 60s. It's too soon, actually. <laughs> it's way too soon. <laughs> he was like a leaf. <laughs> Taken out. <laughs> like autumn turns too quickly to winter. <laughs> <laughs> the leaf was taken out. Uh, okay, we got our first question this week, and this is a—I have a funny story leading up to this question. So, uh, I had some shows at Yuck Yucks this weekend. Yeah, your and, multimedia uh, experience. Yeah, it was—it uh, was a fun time. I had a, a nice time. Uh, the shows—the uh, shows were sold out. Had a lot of friends. Uh, come out and support, which is really nice, and had some podcast listeners come out and support. And uh, this this uh, first question comes in from one of them, and it was very funny, and I felt kind of bad because he came up to me after the show, and he was like, "Hey, uh, hey, John, uh, I'm I'm Kyle," and I said, "Hey," and he goes, uh, "I'm a big fan of uh, of Real Good Show," and I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome, man! Like, thank you. Like, how long have you been listening for, or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh, I've been listening for like a long time." He's like, "I'm the guy who always asks the stupid questions," and I was like, "Oh." Kyle Gooderham <laughs> like I could identify him by how bad yeah. his questions are uh, and he's like yeah that's me I was like ah, fuck 
Uh, but anyway, I met Kyle and his fiance Colleen, and they are both lovely people. And Kyle said that he would ask better questions, but he is uh, he's doing grad studies right now at UBC. He's mm-hmm. one of those uh, disgusting university students, and so he's like, I can't exactly uh, tweet out questions about what I would like to. So I advised him to DM. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say he can't exert like the brain power required to oh. come up with a better question. Well, I mean, that's what I would say, but he was a really nice man. So <laughs> okay. I, yeah, yeah. But I think we all know that most people in university have brain worms. Well, uh, grad school is different, though, I would it's say. It's true. It is true. No, and he, because he said, he's like, you and I actually have a lot in common. We both look down on undergraduate students. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's right. So this first question comes in from Kyle Gooderham at Kyle under score Gooderham you have to swap brains with a non-human primate what animal do you choose and how long could you survive as that animal you want to be a baboon Stefan just for just for the ass or what no but I guess I wouldn't get the ass then right or no I I, no you're just swapping brains but then you become like an aware primate okay so you're Mm. not thinking about your current body which would be it, which would be inhabited by a baboon. Although, okay. to be fair, most of us wouldn't know the difference. I was okay. I I was just kind of thinking of my body with the with the baboon's brain in it. So in that case, maybe I'd go for one of those. Uh, did you guys see Planet Earth Two? There's the the city in India where they like worship the monkeys. Oh yeah. Oh. And the monkeys just like go to their the temple, and they they're just given like garbage bags filled with food basically and they just get fat and hang out of the temple and like the hot sun so i think one of those monkeys that'd be kind of cool um i'm gonna i'm gonna be a lemur i think is that a monkey i looked up a list of primates and it said lemurs so yeah they only live on uh, madagascar right yeah yeah lemurs seem pretty dope i'm gonna be uh i want to i mean yeah if they're only on madagascar then i'm like self-contained i feel like i'm safe and would just lead out uh a long and natural uh, lemur life. Why and you're, not? Uh, and you're voiced by uh, by Chris Rock. Ray Romano. I, oh no, is, does Ray Romano? He's Ice Age. He's Ice Age. Who does yes. the lemurs? It is from... Chris. Wait, well, Chris Rock's in Madagascar. Yeah, I but don't he's think the he's zebra, the lemur. I'm pretty yeah. sure. He's, no, he's the lion. Okay. Yeah, well, that's uh, Ben Stiller who's the lion. Oh really? Why okay. do I know this? I've never even Wait, seen this movie. That is really before. weird. <laughs> who's uh, the lemur? I'm looking it up right now. Lemur. Lemur. Wait, isn't the lemur uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes, you're. Yes, it might very yeah, well be. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. He, As King Julian the Thirteenth, a ring-tailed yeah. lemur and king of the lemurs. Yes. King Julian was initially only meant to be a two-line character until auditioning Baron Cohen improvised eight minutes of dialogue in an Indian accent. <laughs> oh my god! It's <laughs> a great, a great trivia piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I already praise Sasha Baron Cohen as a human, That's so true. it just seems natural that I would continue that as a lemur. Absolutely. Um, what was yeah, yours? It's all good. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be a spider monkey, so I could be like someone's pet and just like hang out and chill. Yeah. Because like well, there was like a big trend. I feel like my mom had a pet monkey growing up. What? Uh, yeah, they just like they had a spider monkey. What? How are you dropping this information on us now? I don't know. I, I mean, I could ask That's her insane. more about it, but they did have one for a little bit. That's yeah. nuts. What I'm the just, fuck? I'm looking yeah. up all these animals that were listed as that you like never heard primates of primates that I've never heard of, like a bush baby. Oh, those things oh, are, those are cute. cute. Those yeah. are really cute. Except that one looks like a crazed gremlin, yes. but that might not be real. That one right there. Yeah, that looks like a toy. Uh, okay, this next question comes in from Dan. 
<laughs> Which sports team would be better off if all decisions were put to a fan vote? And which would be worse? Ooh. Man. Who has the best fans? I, I got an answer. I feel like every team would be worse if they were chosen by fan yeah, voting. I, but I, I think I got one here. That would be better? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, oh yeah. The Whitecaps right now. Yeah, it's not good. But do they seem like they have a uh, like tuned-in, smart fan base that's also very mad. So like yeah, we've been mad this year for sure. Yeah. So if you, I, do you feel like if you put decisions to a fan vote, that the right option would win more often than not? Because the thing, the only reason I might say no is because they let the fans vote for man of the match, and then like <laughs> oftentimes they choose like I'm like what, why, how? But then it's like who's even voting? Because you have to like and, tweet and the white caps with like a hashtag. So it's, I bet it's like ten votes a game. And, and Dave, is there, is there a voting it? age for this too? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I will because say, like, I, I'll if, say yes. If there's like four, yeah, because if there's like 14-year-olds voting. I'll then. say that you got to be, you have to be 18, okay. and you have to purchase tickets to at least one game from the team. So okay. you have to have like Ticketmaster tickets or season okay. tickets to have a vote. That seems to make the most sense to me. I mean, obviously, the you know, I could say like the Canucks, but like uh, th- they have a really, really stupid fan. Yeah, base, really so dumb fan. I, I, I don't know that it, ne- it could necessarily be worse, but maybe like uh, maybe you would just say like like a team that's like awful, like the Kansas City Royals, like are on pace for like one of the worst winning percentages ever. So are the yeah. so are the Orioles, the Ori- but the yeah. Orioles are actually doing like a smart rebuild. The, I feel yeah. like KC the, just like fucking blows. The Mets are super bad this year also, and I feel like that's a pretty informed fan base for the most the, part. I, probably. I feel like the Mets could do better just because it seems to me that like from what I know, the ownership is just like super, super cheap. And doesn't want to do anything so like presume but like they have the money but like so when they when they traded away their closer or whatever and got nothing for him it was just to save money so i feel as though the fans would at least get something get a better deal on on like a trade like that and, al- and also i feel like the fact that they are in a city that has another baseball team like the majority of dumb fans have probably already been siphoned away to the yankees and it seems yeah, like I think ma- Mets fans are probably just like sad and beaten down. I'm yeah. sure there's some dumb ones. Yeah, obviously, the majority but. of Mets fans that you hear about are a little older and like embittered and cynical. Yeah, and these oh, are, like- these are the kind of people that would make smart decisions. I would think. Well, and some of the like some the stats for Jacob Degrom this year oh are God. like hilarious. Like, isn't there one? It's something like. He's, I can't remember the team. I want to say it's Washington, but it's like he has like a sub 1.0 ERA. Like he's he's pitched three games again. I think it's Washington, but I could be wrong. His overall ERA as His of last week was 1.71, and he has Holy eight shit. wins on the year. Yeah, so he, he's played the Nash – or no, it's the Braves. He's played the Braves three times. He's given up one run in those three games, and he hasn't won a single one of the three. Oh, my shit. God. <laughs> That's great stuff. Okay, let's keep this rolling along. We got lots of great questions. Oh, this one's very good. This is from uh, the Black, Red, Yellow podcast at BRY Podcast. John reads such a good question that he dies. What is the question? Oh, my God. John's just died. (laughs) He just flipped backwards in his chair. Ladies and gentlemen, at this moment, 1018 on Monday night, August 13th, 2018, I pronounce John Cullen deceased why did you say i was dead like you were calling a game (laughs) 
You're like, oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, John Cullen <laughs> is dead. That's ladies right. and gentlemen, yeah. as you hear him now, he is he is alive again. Oh, wow. I witnessed a miracle. <laughs> right now, at this moment, 1019, <laughs> Monday night, August 13th, 2018, A. John died and then a miracle happened. He is alive again. Thank you, everyone. I came back from the dead. I feel like the question would have to be something like, hey, John, um, I'm the CEO of a sparkling water company. <laughs> and uh, we would like to offer you uh, uh, a lifetime supply of our product, whatever flavors uh, you, 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 you care to have. Um, uh, but you have to eat a Big Mac. Will you do it? <laughs> And then it really, pa- I get panicked. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you, you have a, you eat the Big Mac and you have a heart attack from that. Oh, okay. that's fair. I uh, I would say for me the question would probably be like uh, it would be something like, hey, this it's from at Kyle Dubis. Hey, you want to play for the Leafs this season? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we need a fourth line left winger. Man, fucking put me out there with Johnny T. I guarantee I'd score at least a goal. I'm going to say at least one NHL goal. I'm going to say the question comes from the official account for uh, Tractor. Oh, and, and it's the official Tractor account trying to debate their own price points with John. That would make me. Da- yeah, that would make me have an aneurysm. Yeah, he would explode. He would die instantly. I had Tractor tonight for dinner. It was thirteen sixty-five. Two scoops and a chicken breast. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Little update there. All right. Uh, what, this is from Matt Rainus at Matt Rainus. What living person would be the most difficult to hunt for sport? Most dangerous game style. Uh, the guy from, um, uh, it's not man versus what's the one where the, the old man hunts people down on a horse man, man tracker. tracker. Yeah. Man tracker. It's that's my answer. It's man tracker. That guy's nuts. You don't think you'd be able to hunt him. He seems kind of old though. Does he have a horse? That's the question. Well, would the horse make things easier? I mean, he'd be further away, but easier to track. What presumably. in the right. show did he get twenty four out? Did you get a twenty four hour head start or twelve? That show still on the air. It should be. Was I'd, it? No, I think Man Tracker died. That he's dead. Yeah, he fell off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> he went swimming and was pulled out like he a leaf. Tra- he tracked yeah. one man too many. <laughs> they show. So yeah, he fell off a cliff like ten minutes into an episode, and then the remaining uh, like thirty four minutes was just him. Dying at the bottom of the cliff because they couldn't go down to get him. <laughs> it uh, he there was one guy who did it for six seasons and then one guy who did it for the seventh season and then they. It's a Canadian it. show. Yeah. You oh yeah. Oh, we're learning, Life yeah. Network. I'm dude. learning about Canada all over the place on this episode. Yeah. So I guess the last guy must have sucked real bad because he only got to do one season. Well, they, they you should have known the the jig was up when you replaced the original guy. He was the draw. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see you get hunted by the man tracker. So you got to reach a finish line some seventeen to sixty kilometers away without getting caught by the man tracker in a predetermined time, usually thirty-six hours. There's no prize for succeeding other than bragging rights and personal satisfaction. Did anyone ever win? Oh yeah, oh yeah, people people, people definitely won. So wait, what I want to know is is what it was said the deal out of out of sorry, Stefan. Out of 38 teams, 16 teams have had only one member make it to the finish, and 13 teams had both members making it to the finish. So almost 50%, not quite. Oh, so the Mantracker actually kind of sucks. So far, the individual odds of beating Mantracker are 30%, and the team odds of beating Mantracker are 20%. I feel like if I got caught in Season 7, I'd be like, this guy's not fucking Mantracker. This doesn't count. So what was the deal with the camera crews? Were those like recreations? 
of the hunt. What do you mean? Like that they didn't, you would they have like a camera crew with them? He would be able to track like a camera probably. Or did they I think they had their own equipment. Did they have the, that would make more sense. Like, yeah. like the man tracker himself had his crew. He had a camera crew, right? But, that but makes then the, sense. the but prey then people, the yeah. prey just had their own cameras and they were constantly being like positioned on a like drop down digital map that kind of looked like the way uh like they do an outline of like uh New York City in like Escape from New York, like that kind of yeah. just like digital map that's very like retro futuristic. Uh, I miss this show though. Bring it back. It's a cool. Bring show. Back so the I said I said Man Tracker uh, uh, before I realized that he was like. First of all, he was replaced. Yeah, he's also old. that he was like he was only hitting like fifty percent of the time. I mean, I guess if it's if it's baseball, that's insane. But like, <laughs> this is this is Man Tracking. <laughs> You expect better from him. Big time this, man tracker. This is the guy. His name. His name is Man Tracker, and half the time he can't track man. How did we never get a showdown between Man Tracker and Bear Grylls? Yeah, no kidding. That feels like the two the two obvious answers here. That's yeah. like the the Batman versus Superman of our reality, probably. You know. So I, I'll but, stick with Man Tracker regardless, because I think he'd be he'd probably be what I mean. How old is he? What's and what's his actual name? It's not actually Man Tracker. Terry Grant. Mm. I'm going to go with, uh, and I think I have the right answer here. I'm going to go with uh, D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. He's probably dead already. Uh, You don't know that. Would he he have to be jumping out of the plane? Because, like, I feel as though if he wasn't around at the plane, like, didn't didn't the plane sort of, like, help him out a bit? Well, it's like like right now, though. Like, because it's like I would assume this competition starts now. Oh, okay. Well, then so, I'm, I'll pick, like, a dead guy, then. Well, it says living person in the question. Well, D.B. Cooper is not alive. There's no fucking way. I think he's alive. They thought it was a guy that was alive. They're, like, pretty sure it's this Richard Rackstraw guy. Really? Yeah. Well, then you found him. Well, they don't. They haven't found him because they haven't confirmed it's him. He's going well, by an alias. But, yeah, he could be alive. If he, I'm saying if D.B. Cooper is alive, that's my choice. If he's not alive, then I choose the guys that escaped from Alcatraz. Oh, that's good. Yeah, trivia. A little bit of trivia about DB Cooper. DB stands for Dick Butt. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Uh, no, he's still alive. He's going by the name Terry Grant. Oh yeah, there <laughs> we go. There we go. What's a what's a Cooper again? What do you make barrels, right? So it'd be like a Dick Butt barrel. Is it barrels or would it be like chicken coops? No, I think <laughs> no. <laughs> Cooper makes barrels. I'm pretty sure. Why is it? Why would Cooper make barrels? Uh, Cooper is a person trained to make wooden casks, barrels, vats, buckets, tubs, troughs, and other staved containers. Okay. I know. <laughs> I like that it. you thought a guy who builds a chicken coop is called a Cooper. Well, that makes more sense than a barrel. Well, I mean, I guess, but like. I guess, but I guess this is like back in like the yeah. 14th. Yeah, of course. So they didn't have like, uh, like wireframe chicken coops back then. Yeah. Uh, I just want our listeners to know that. Basically, everyone who escaped from Man Tracker uh, got like a, a write up about themselves in their like local newspaper. Of course, ab- about how they escaped from Man Tracker. Yeah, absolutely. And what an ordeal it was. Absolutely. So, congratulations to them. Uh, as far as who would be the most dangerous game in a dangerous game situation, um, I'm gonna go with LeBron James. I feel like he 
He's just pretty dom- fucking tall. He's though. dominant at everything he attempts. Yeah, uh, and I I would think that uh, trying to survive on the lamb would be no different. And I just like the idea of a LeBron James who uh, has become like untethered from the uh, fabric of society, who's like painting his face like Arnold in the finale of Predator and is just like embracing his uh his his inner hunter in yeah. this battle of wits. So, you know, is this my pitch to make a Predator's sequel starring LeBron James? In some ways, yes, but I'm going to go with LeBron James. I'm picturing him standing at the edge of the dam from from uh, The Fugitive. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is like holding the gun. <laughs> Ron's like, uh, I didn't take my talents to South Beach. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, this is uh, Mongrel number five at the Maddie Mac with the return of the skate. Uh, which other teams should throw back to old jerseys? Doesn't have to be NHL specific. Okay, first of all, it is insane that they held this poll a year early. Yeah, well, I tweeted so that today. It's so Matthew, stupid. Matthew Henderson says it's like a league rule. Which makes sense. That you got to give it like a year in advance because Reebok yeah. probably has, to, or I mean Adidas has to like make the jersey. Yeah. Or whatever. So that's that's for sure what it is. Like as much as I like to clown on the Canucks for a terrible. Business oh, it's like I said to Matt. Like I'm but... sure it's I'm sure that's the rule, but it's also a yeah. very stupid rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A dumb it's, it's very dumb. No, I agree. Um, and they so the question was at any sports, uh, league, right? <laughs> that's I mean, right. I'll still so sticking with hockey, um. It'd be cool to see the the because de- the New Jersey Devils. I mean, they have like the the forest green yeah. jersey, which I think they they wear occasionally now. Yeah, the uh, not not where green is the main color though. They only have worn yeah. the red with green shoulders. Yeah, but they so the thing with the Devils is that I'm pretty sure they were at one point also the Kansas City Scouts and the Cleveland Barons and possibly also the Colorado Rockies. Mm. I don't know about the Colorado, I, but I think I right. might be. I think you're I might right. Be wrong. They're, they're, I, I swear to God, they they were. They have a long weird history. They they for sure were Colorado at one point. I'm. They were Cleveland. I'm 100 percent sure about. They Cleveland, were Kansas too. City yeah. and Colorado, but they were not Cleveland. They weren't Cleveland. Who is Cleveland? It says the club was founded as the Kansas City Scouts. Uh, Cleveland was the last uh, sports team to fold. I think. Oh, they never actually ended up becoming. It's either Cleveland or Oakland, like the California oh, the Seals. Seals. No, the Seals. I feel they. I think they. Seals, got... Seals got split in two and became both the North Stars and the Sharks. Sharks. Right? Yeah. The Sharks was in '92. Well, okay, they so didn't become here's, the Sharks. Here's what it is. But yeah, so okay. the Scouts moved to Denver in '76 and became the Rockies in 1982. They moved to New Jersey. So Cleveland. Uh, was a real they okay this is where the, the confusion came in was because the golden seals relocated to cleveland so cleveland I was see. the golden seals gotcha. and, then, and then they merged with they minnesota. Merged minnesota so they technically i mean yeah they, they ceased operations because they yeah. they didn't they merged into a different team yeah. but um so yeah, i guess I, I have that as a trivia question oh that's that's right now i remember playing like nhl 2008 and playing as dallas a lot and uh um, playing with the Cleveland Baron jerseys. Uh, so, so Dallas, I feel, has like great vintage jerseys to choose from because they have the California Seals, the Oakland Seals, the California Golden Seals, Cleveland, the North Stars. Like, yeah, it's crazy you know. shit. That's just uh, hockey, too. So, <clears throat> my vote is for the Sharks. Yeah. The like teal with the black stripe at the bottom. 
You see, the Ducks are bringing back their purple jerseys, but like, but like you know, kind of. Way. Yeah, yeah, they're like, but they're black. black. Yeah, it's just it's it, the logo, but it's not the jersey. Right, at it's all. not actually purple. Yeah, and they put oh. the stupid webbed foot logo on there, which is horrible. Like Ducks jerseys are fucking brutal. I know. Uh, um, Arizona's bringing back uh, from when they were Phoenix the uh, like the desert jer- jersey, which yeah, which is dope. It's fantastic. So I'm very excited for that. I'd love to see. Um. God, I think Anaheim and LA both had them, like the futuristic jerseys. There's the one where it's the light gray and silver and white, like gradient, with like the purple king in the in the corner of yeah, the chest. That's the kings, yeah. And then there's the one with the duck uh, yeah, coming out of the ice, jumping out of the ice. Yeah, yeah that I'd one's insane. They're so bad. And then they, obviously there's the blues one that never got made, but Anaheim uh, should wear. Um, the 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 jersey from the original Mighty Ducks movie that they've never go. worn before the green and yellow yeah. with like the logo that looks like a knockoff of the Penguins logo yeah. but with the yeah. duck on it instead uh, just wear those as a third for one season why not it'd be fantastic yeah as any, like a any thir- uh, 30th anniversary of the film or whatever yeah any non hockey choices um classic jerseys from other sports that are well isn't memphis aren't aren't the grizzlies wearing vancouver jerseys at some point this year they were showing them off they've got like a jersey museum on their concourse right now that's like every jersey we've ever worn in the history of our franchise but i don't know if they're actually wearing them they should I don't know. Yeah, see, like, I just bring them back. They're better than the shit they're wearing now. I just don't think I know enough. I loved the Toronto Huskies when they brought back those, like, blue and white. The Raptors brought back the Huskies jerseys. You know what it is? The 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 NFL ones are all, like, very boring. Like, the one when they ever, when they do those, like, throwbacks, like, Pittsburgh has been wearing those ones forever. Like, the brown ones? Yeah. Yeah, like or no, I guess Pittsburgh like wears the like yellow. the barber pole ones, which are okay. It's yeah. Green Bay that wears those like navy. It's like navy blue with like a yellow number in yeah. a circle. It doesn't look good. So ugly. Football football jerseys aren't good for like throwbacks, really. Um, no, but baseball is pretty good, and you get like the cool uh, 1930s hats as well. Yeah, for sure. One of my favorite jerseys of all time is the like old school Denver Nuggets jersey. That has like the city skyline imposed yeah. in front of the mountainscape with the rainbow coloring yeah, behind yeah, it. That's they still great. use that sort of logo a little bit on some of their jerseys, yeah. but it it doesn't look the same without like the the blue and gold, the chest stripe. Bring that back. Bring back the the full on rainbow stripe. It's an outstanding look. It's like uh, it's like the Buffalo Sabers jersey back in the day. Like some things are just perfect and should never bring, be bring back with. the uh, Buffalo slug. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the one I was talking about. Absolutely. Uh, okay, this is from uh, at uh, M Kings one I believe Michael Kingston. I think that's his name. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. If each of the real good boys were the protagonist of their own video game, what would the game be about, and what place would their character have in it? I mean, if you're the protagonist, I guess you're the main character. That would be your place. Right. Mm-hmm. If I so mine would be Stardew Valley or a Stardew Valley ripoff, and I would be the homeless guy, but I'd be the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> so so the goal would be to like find the best trash to eat, and because uh, I befriended that guy early on. So did my, I. Stardew, Stardew Valley, Valley, the Linus Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently, there's multiplayer in Stardew Valley now, John. There is. It's uh, just coming. It, it? It's not out yet, but it's coming okay. out for the Switch. You have it on the surely. Switch, or I don't, but I will get it for the Switch. So that okay, because we co-op. can we can play uh, we can have a farm together. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to farm with my friends. All right. Yeah, it's Farmville, but good. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go with like a Pokemon style knockoff. Okay. Like a, a group based, uh, kind of turn based uh, RPG battle sort of game. Uh, except it's just me competing in a league of other radio producers. And instead of using like little monsters, we just throw uh, useless sports facts at each other until uh, the other person in the battle dies. And ultimately, you're competing to be the very best uh, sports radio producer there is to claim your spot uh, in the in the world championships or whatever it's called. What's the golden elite? I want to be in the golden elite of sports. Uh, of is that no? That's a pro wrestling thing. That's uh, I think I have a, I have a great title for that game. Uh, Pokemon. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um. I, yeah, I don't know. That's this is just. I I miss that kind of like Pokemon style gameplay. I hear they're making a new one for Switch that comes they out are, next yeah. year. They are with uh, no, it comes out later this year. No, no, no. The the one next year is like an actual return oh. to like the core gameplay style. Yeah, yeah. They're doing Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee this year, which I'm I'm gonna get, and I'm, it's just a remake of uh, a Red and Blue, but with better graphics. So. And different, uh, it's the Pokemon Go capture mechanics. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean that that would be the game of my life, right? Just trying to uh, trying to make it in this radio game. Um, so yeah, that, and then I yeah, it's, you're just competing against other producers and killing them along the way. Win this game, and you too can make a barely living wage. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Was it, a is it called a living wage? Quest yeah. A year long quest to barely yeah. survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, rent is due again. Yeah, so I'm basically <laughs> living a very similar life to <laughs> Stefan's homeless character eating yeah, the garbage yeah. in Stardew yeah. Valley. So wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, well I'm. Uh, it takes place in the same world, actually. <laughs> Parallel <laughs> games. My game is going to be called uh, Quantum of Skyfall, and I am James Bond. <laughs> is it like a Golden Eye remake? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's just the new James Bond game, but I'm James Bond. I don't know. Right. You don't seem very like James Bondy. To yeah. Me. Well, guess what? I don't care. You're it's not, a video game. You're not. I don't know. You guys both. You guys both pick really like like trashy characters. So I'm like, I'm going to the top. I want to oh. be a cool. <laughs> I want to be a cool dope. I don't character. know if you're black enough to be the new James Bond. Well, that's fair enough. That's <laughs> that is a thing I have wrong with me. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Along similar lines from Rich Marinsky at Real Rich Mur. If you had to write a novel, what would it be about? Um, oh God. Okay, I've been seems, that's like a really that's like a question that like I want to like think about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the books I've always connected with the most are like young adult, like coming of age books. You know, like Catcher right. in the Rise was been one of my favorite books for a really long time. Uh, you know, because I'm white and uh, grew up fine. Um, so yeah, but I, so I think mine would be something like that. Like I, I it, in this case, we don't have to be in it. Like Rich is just like, what would your book be about? So I think I would right. just write a book about some type of coming of age experience. I don't know exactly what. My mine would be uh, an erotic fantasy novel, and it would be a mage coming story. <laughs> Coming of mage. Coming of mage. Coming of mage. Jesus Christ, that would be a starting starting a story or like um series. It's like all these different coming of coming of mage. Yeah, coming of mage. There's there's lots of different ways a mage can come. Yeah, well, that and I just figured you'd be other. Yeah, because they can make their they can make their come come out of the wand or out of their they have like a staff or stave. 
however you want to call it. Yeah, and then you um, could also uh, there's hands. Well, and I assume the sequel would be a wise man, a coming of sage story. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you you got something? And then uh, the sequel to that would be a knight's helper story, coming of page. Okay. All uh, right. Uh oh, the fourth one would be about like a really angry guy. And it would be a coming of rage. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the fifth uh, one would be uh, would be a minstrel, coming of stage. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, and then uh, uh, the the next one would be uh, about a guy who uh, every time he he comes, he's silent for four minutes and thirty three seconds. It'll be a coming of cage. <laughs> That was the cage reference you chose. Yeah, I went with a different cage reference. Justin, we're we're waiting. Then then what what one are we on now? The seventh one or the eighth one? Well, you guys doesn't matter. You guys heard about the return Buffalo got for Ryan O'Reilly, right? The coming of Tage. (laughs) Fuck. I got nothing. You're taking all the words. You have nothing. There's so many other words that rhyme. Yeah, that end in age. There's uh I no know. actually I guess we did all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my novel would be uh kind of like a goofy sports comedy about uh like a bunch of hockey players probably who uh just over the course of a minor league season uh get involved in some some trouble with the mob so it's like a part sports comedy part like crime uh mix them up here uh and i mean the mob being involved with the minor league hockey team wow where would i get that idea <laughs> crazy right <laughs> anyways moving on uh, okay we just got a couple left uh this one's from craig tamble at fruits are edible you get into an accident and end up with selective amnesia what memories or aspects of your life would you most like to forget and what would you never want to lose Jeez, this is we got some serious questions I now i told you Okay, pick. Try just think of like one each. Oh, uh, so one time in uh, in grade eight, uh, there was there was like some after school like presentation from some guy. I forget what it was exactly, and I had like a dentist appointment I had to go to. And so in the middle of the presentation, I raised my hand and was like, "Oh, hey, can I leave?" And it was like a like there were like a lot of people there. <laughs> I could have just like got up and left. <laughs> But I was like, oh, yeah, I have a den- can I just go now? <laughs> so One time uh, when I was like 10, I, uh, I, I like rode my bike over to like a different subdivision where my friends lived. It was probably like a 30, 25 to 30 minute bike ride. And we were playing on a playground and I sharded. Then I had to ride my bike home with, uh, with shart pants. Okay, and the memory I always want to keep is uh, me finding out that John sharted. <laughs> I mean, we've all done. Uh, I don't know. The memory that I would most want to lose. Uh, probably everything about that hockey team being run by the mob. I mean, it wasn't actually run by the mob. I mean, I mean that's up for debate. Well, I mean, I, I, think... I mean, I worked there. I think I can say what was and was not criminal activity. Well, there's a difference between criminal activity and the mob. <laughs> I think I know who uh, people were involved with. I'll just, uh, maybe I've said too much. I've definitely said too much. You know what? I'm going to have to uh, forget that I said any of this. <laughs> yeah, this you... will be the part that I forget. You've said the word mob a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think if there's one thing I know about guys who are in the mob, they don't <laughs> like being told that they're in the mob. <laughs> hey, you're that mob guy, right? <laughs> yeah, say it louder. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, the memory that I would always want to forget, or remember rather. Oh, I forgot what I was going to remember. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the moment that I would always want to remember, I just popped this popped into my head, Stefan, when you were telling your little assembly story there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was the last day of classes in the first semester at BCIT first year. We basically had like a big like party essentially because we had spent a month or a month and a bit making movies, and then we had like a big film screening, like little film festival of all of our films. And then we had a long break, and we were supposed to come back at the end of the day at, like, 4 o'clock for some, like, some sort of uh, panel meeting, the, like, dissertation from some guy who worked for, like, uh, I don't know, some board of assembly for broadcast media rights or something, like the RTNDA or whatever. Right. Something ex- insanely boring. Yeah. That, that would be a horrible thing to put as the capper of a long day of partying, especially when, like, we had, we'd already basically, like, we were just, like, smoking J's out in the parking lot before the film festival even started. What's a J? Uh, the mob will tell you more about oh, that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, like, you know, we went to the bar in between these things the on pamp on on pampas cub is what i almost said there on pampas cub on campus pub in between uh, so most Sounds people like a city's motto <laughs> chicago on pampas cub <laughs> most people i didn't even mean to be chicago and cub but that was fucking next level galaxy most people brain were shit. rolling into this like uh, presentation like pretty you know, if not wasted, at least with a good solid buzz on. Like we'd been. I would just like to point out that you could have said, "Yeah, we were all pretty high and drunk." <laughs> just set. It was the like stage. a two-minute. Ah, well, we fucking. You know, we were well, smoking. Like, Jay. I'm just saying, like four <laughs> hours have gone by right. in between the end of class and this presentation, which sure. is a mandatory attendance thing. You must be there. Sure. So we show up. And, a, and half of us have, like, a pretty solid buzz on at that point. And in the middle of the presentation, the guy is giving this just, like, the most boring speech of all time about whether you can use music and broadcast rights and blah, blah, blah. And I just reached into my backpack and had a, a bottle of uh, sparkling rosé from my summer working at the winery in Kelowna <laughs> and was trying to untwist the pop cap like as as slowly as possible in hopes that it would not make much of a sound but of course it's a bottle of champagne it is for sure going to make a large popping sound when it goes off and it did just that and everybody turned around and looked at me when I popped a bottle in the middle of a presentation and the guy stopped his speech and was like you know in all my years of doing this uh Certainly, that has never happened before. Um, it was just an insanely funny little moment, and I would want to cherish that moment forever. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Sounds yeah, good. Just popping a bottle in the middle of the most boring presentation ever. Mine would be probably uh, performing at the Just for Laughs Festival. <laughs> 
Yeah, why didn't I pick something cool? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're like telling this whole story and I'm like, I was like thinking like the end was going to be like this guy came up to you and he was like, your film was the best. Like, you know, and you're just like, bye, everyone just just looked and laughed. Everybody looked and laughed when I popped a bottle in the middle of the thing. It's a great moment. And um, But what about, yeah, when I won improv nationals, that's probably better. exactly. I mean, that's good. And uh, I touched a boob. (laughs) (laughs) You made that sound like you've only done it once and you only touched one. (laughs) Both true. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was going to shout out my girlfriend and say that when I met her, it would be nice too. Becca, I know you're listening and it's a very nice moment. I don't want to forget. Okay. Well, but Irene's he, Irene's not listening. Yeah, that. so I you're so you're good. <laughs> uh, okay, we've got uh, a comment, and then we'll finish off with a question. The comment is from a longtime listener at Duncan. I don't know. I signed up for a scene card while I listened to the app and did it before John even started signing Justin up. Thanks for the breakdown of the benefits. Duncan. So hey, you're welcome. <laughs> and speaking of my girlfriend, this last question comes in from her at Beck Everly. If you owned a yacht, what nautical name would be printed up on the side of your boat? Uh, it would be the SS and then dot, dot, dot. Not that one. <laughs> yeah i got nothing after that yeah how do you follow that follow that (laughs) (laughs) so we will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch the cherry on top of our cynical sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large one Good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, oh, God. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah, you can go. I got to think of something. I am going to recommend a tea company. What? I know. Okay. Aren't I just, aren't I just my own stereotype? What? Uh, when I was in Ontario, uh, we went for a really nice dinner with uh, me, me and Becca. Went for a really nice dinner with a couple of very close friends of mine, Pat and Kate. Went to this great restaurant called Woodlot. If you're in Toronto, uh, you should check it out. It's fantastic. Farm to table type uh, restaurant. Gorgeous. Amazing food. Anyway, I had an after-dinner tea from this company called Pluck Tea, which is based in Ontario, and it was there. It was an after-dinner mint tea, and it was the best tea I've ever had in my life. And I just, I so so good that I. It was so good that I went home, went to their website, and ordered eighty servings of it loose. So they're co- so that's coming to my house soon. So if you're a fan of tea, check out Pluck Tea. You can find their teas online. You can have them shipped all over. Canada, at least. I don't. Pardon me. I don't know about the U.S. And also, if you're a fan of tea, check out John's mailbox in approximately five days. Yeah, that's right. Except that shit's locked. You stay the fuck away from my mailbox. I'll remind you, it's a federal offense to open someone's mail, especially if it smells like an after dinner man. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, a lunch meat. I like that I've inspired. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, pastrami. (laughs) 
been the real MVP of uh, my sandwiches these past couple weeks. <laughs> uh, pastrami and Swiss on sourdough. Nice. Uh, delicious. Get a pickle I, in there as well. Oh, you uh, got it, yeah. I mean, the pickle does a lot of work too, and, and, and we can't discount the Swiss or the sourdough. I also use rye. Yeah, rye is a good call. Um, but uh, yeah, no, pastrami. It's just, uh, I think it might be the best of the lunch meats. You know what I did have? I don't agree with that, but I did have a uh, uh, corned beef or pastrami sandwich at uh, Small Victory here in Vancouver, and it was yeah. excellent. I hadn't had one in a long time, and it was really very good. It was on a, it's a good, white It's good because it's like rye. a deli meat. It's, yeah. like a, it's like very much a deli meat. And like, it's not just like, you know, a slice of ham, which there's nothing wrong with a slice of ham. Don't true, get me wrong. True. Um, but pastrami, I think is just, it's got a good texture. It's got a good taste. It's filling. Unlike a lot of lunch meat. True. Um, pastrami. Yeah. You know what? It might, it might it. be the best lunch meat. Justin. Uh, I'm going to recommend a film. Ah, here we go. Uh, it is called eighth grade. It might be the best movie I've seen all year. Wow, uh, high praise. Written and directed by Bo Burnham. Who is it because you you related to it? Because that's the last level you completed? No. <laughs> I, did, I did relate to it enormously, though, in that it is just like painfully awkward at, at the age of 13. Hell yeah. Uh, it stars Elsie Fisher as a girl uh, who is in the eighth grade, and it's basically the, the end of the year. She's got like a week till graduation, and this is in the States, so this is like the end of middle school. She's on her way into high school official. So this part I did not relate to because middle school does not really exist in Canada. That's incorrect. It exists in B.C., it, um, it exists in your own province. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, Coquitlam has middle schools. Victoria. Carisdale has a middle school? Yeah, Victoria is almost entirely middle schools. Uh, most of the Fraser Valley's middle schools, oh, like Abbotsford, Chilliwack. <laughs> yep. Uh, Canada doesn't have middle schools. There's like one, like 20 minutes. Like, let's see what the closest middle school is to here. Like at my house, I'm Google mapping middle schools. Anyway, continue your eighth grade. Uh, uh, yeah, it's and it's just there's like a, a <laughs> there's a middle school 11 kilometers from my house in the, New, in New West. There's anyway, like a, a narrative kind of framing device of her constantly uh, hosting like a YouTube channel and just making videos that are. Uh, extremely uncomfortable uh, and, and awkward to watch, but it's like constructed like a horror film in some ways. In that, like it like makes the main character like relatable enough that you can see yourself in her, and then it just constructs like the worst possible scenarios to put a awkward thirteen year old version of yourself into. Like getting wait, a- so you're, sorry, you're talking about putting yourself into a thirteen year old? I did not say that. I mean, you kind of. <laughs> I mean, you kind of did. Like I could see myself in her. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. I know. I'm sure uh, normal people did not think that. They definitely at all. didn't. It's just a little joke I'm doing. Yeah, you're just a monster, apparently. <laughs> I uh, don't think that makes me a monster. I think to it call is. If your brain d- hopped there immediately, then I got some questions about you, fella. No, I don't think. I think I'm just, <laughs> just joking around. Uh, <laughs> regardless, it's just a little joke I'm making. Uh, like for example, like one of them is like getting an invite, getting a pity invite to like the most popular person's birthday party because their like mom forced them to invite you and they don't want you there. And then she goes to the party and it's like the, t- the level of tension in that is bigger than like almost like bigger than anything that happened in like a quiet place, for example, well, a quiet place sucked. A quiet so. place was very good. It was average <laughs> but, at best. It was the Troy Stetcher of films, but basically <laughs> it just like keeps presenting these 
horrible uh, scenarios for an awkward teenager to be in, and ultimately everything, uh, like, it, it makes you feel good in the end. And I absolutely loved it. The lead performances from Elsie Fisher, who plays the girl, she is amazing. Uh, Josh Hamilton, who plays her dad, is outstanding as well. And I would just strongly recommend this movie. It, Josh the, Hamilton, the former alcoholic outfielder for the Texas Rangers? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't uh, know. Just ask. <laughs> but, but the music is great. It's shot amazingly. Like, this just... The movie was spectacular. I strongly recommend Eighth Grade, a film by Bo Burnham. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Recorded live inside the Real Good Studios, our producer, Daniel Cazetto, was absent this week because he was busy meeting Stefan's parents at the airport and learning that Stefan's mom calls him Steve. <laughs> if you would like to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where the summer of Sheldon continues. Two out of six episodes have been released so far. We got more coming out all the time, and you could be in one because we are drawing one lucky winner to appear in the sixth episode of Real Good Sheldon, along with us, your favorites, the Real Good Boys, uh, to talk about, of course, Young Sheldon. What else? It's been fun so far, I gotta say. It Watching the show, not fun at all. Talking about it with funny people afterwards, a good deal of Very fun. funny. Very funny. So head on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow for all of that good stuff. It, of course, always uh, does us a, a, a huge kindness if you uh, would rate and review the program in the iTunes store. Give us a little boost in their algorithm. Tell people that you know uh, about the show, that it exists, and you think they might like it. And, uh, yeah, just do that sort of thing. It's pretty grand. We always appreciate that. And you, of course, can find photos and videos of everything that we talked about this week over on the blog, realgoodshow.com. Gentlemen, is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up? Uh, I don't have anything, John. Roast Battle, Wednesday, August 29th uh, in uh, Vancouver at Little Mountain Gallery. It's our triumphant return after a summer off. So come out and enjoy a great show. If you are listening to this the week that it drops... This coming Sunday, August the 19th, I will be hosting a screening party for WWE SummerSlam. It's the biggest party of the summer, and it's going down at the Brixton on Maine and Georgia in Vancouver. I don't know why I'm doing this voice anymore. But Me neither. Come on Me out. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh this is uh, kind of a trial balloon. It's an experiment sort of thing. If this is successful, we get to keep doing it. And the only way it's successful is if people come out and support it. So if you want to watch SummerSlam with me and a bunch of uh, fun wrestling people in the city of Vancouver, the Brixton is the place to do that. Once again, it is just off of Maine at Georgia next to London Pub. And I would love to see you there. That is this Sunday, August the 19th. And, of course, if you're in the Vancouver area and awake between the hours of 5.30 in the morning and 9 a.m., why not to in to the starting lineup on Sportsnet 650 for no particular reason. Over. People know the reason. With now. that, <laughs> until next week. Justin played a video game for quite some time, and now he's on the starting lineup. <laughs> I'm Justin Morris. That Stefan Hat. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Pastrami. Okay. I just I was trying to read your mind here. You're tired I and I thought you're gonna go for the last thing you did. The most about. recent yeah. I went the second yeah. I think. Second most I was recent. I was thinking like a leaf. I was my three one Like a leaf. You covered a lot of bases this episode. Yeah, I learned a I lot. I was weak funny. as yeah. I could be. I actually do like feel like I learned leaf. a lot this yeah. week. Yeah. I just fell right off a tree <laughs> like a leaf. 
I am floating out to sea <laughs> like a leaf. The Prime Minister of Australia and me. That classic Bob Seger jam. Yeah, everyone remembers it. Uh, Justin, I would like to officially rescind my joke. <laughs> what joke? The joke I made about you that was inappropriate. <laughs> Thank you. I'm officially rescinding it. I appreciate that. You're That's welcome. so sweet. Thank you. What a wow. tender moment. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like at the end of the show, it's a nice thing to do. That was John's tender moment. John's tender moment. Wow. I will be rescinding the joke where I said that Justin, you know what. <laughs> it is rescinded. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. <laughs> Should we thank some donors? Let's. Thank some donors. We've got so many donors. You guys have been so awesome about the summer of Sheldon. Like we said, check it out. Our $5 donor, Jackal. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's cool. Wasn't, cool. He, wasn't he the villain in uh, one of those like spy game movies or something, maybe? Well, he had a whole day, I think. Yeah, yeah. Day of the yeah. Jackal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Every Jackals. day is the day of the Jackal when you're living it. 
Yeah, yeah. Jackals are cool. Thank you, Jackal. Uh, thank you, Jackal. Thank you, Jackal. Uh, Chase Wright donated $5.01. I respect the pettiness of being above many of our other patrons by giving us one extra penny. Thank you, Chase. Um, also, his name is a complete sentence. He's doing it correctly. Chase, yeah. Chase Wright? Yeah. Well, if yeah, you drop the W off. Uh, it's not. It's a sentence fragment. There's I no guess. subject. I guess. Uh, Brian Rayner <laughs> became a six dollar and sixty nine cent. Oh, really? Patron. Really feeling it, Brian. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Sam Logsden, another one of the real good Sams. He logs in or she, and donated five dollars over nice. Patreon.com. That one I feel like was just that was a tap in. Yeah, five dollar <laughs> patron like that pot Tiger Woods had on the weekend, where he just left it like right on the lip of the cup. That yeah, you just you just had to breathe on it. Nick Myers became a five dollar patron. Thank you, Nick. I was a part Thank of his you. honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, Nick. What a, what a great guy! Shout out to his uh, his lovely wife Nick, Juliet. If you're still in Chicago, has he moved? He has moved to Seattle. Oh, that's too bad. I was gonna say I'll see you there in two weeks, but yeah. I guess I I won't do that. Nope, you won't. Well, and uh, Nick, Nolan, your loss, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nolan Welsh uh, became a $5 patron. Thank you to Nolan. And in true Welsh fashion, his name is filled with uh, just consonants and vowels that we disregarded and did not affect the pronunciation in any way. Nope. Uh, all, I think I actually that was like I get what you're going for, but I, in Nolan Welsh, you say literally every letter. No, but Nolan actually has 17 letters in it. Oh, I see. I got That's you. Oh, saying. okay. Yeah, you're talking yeah, about yeah. the C, M, X, Z. G, before, yeah. A bunch of G's in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Exactly. Uh, Mark Rosine and Mark became a $5.69 patron. And I want, Mark, I want feedback if I said your last name correctly because you do have an accent over the I, which makes me feel like it's pronounced Rosine. So if you could uh, confirm or deny, that would be great. Mark Rosine. Mark actually Mark. wrote in and said that uh, having Brian on the show finally convinced him to be a donor. Yeah, wow. Mark. He's there been a go. fan for a long time, but he had to hop on the content train now that uh, Brian Gar is on board. Yeah, he, he said it was like a Texas thing, yeah. that he's, uh, he's yeah. feeling the, the Texas love with Brian. And, and yeah, Brian was a great guest. And we talked know. a lot about Texas because that's where young Sheldon takes place. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, Brittany Hampton just became a $5 patron. Another Brit, uh, another uh, girl that listens to the show. Thank you. Shout out to women. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> shout out to women? Yeah, shout out to women. Yeah, That's cool as hell. I agree. I'm, I always find it very weird when women listen to this show, so I respect <laughs> it. And if they want to give us money, even better. And lastly, uh, Jacob's. Or, uh, I think is what or we're going for Or it might be JCBBs. Yeah. J- it J- might be yeah, exactly. John, the, the, that's like the John Cullen supporters group. Uh, no, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the JCBBs. Yeah, wow. Thank you. I have so many supporters, they were able to cobble together $5. A dollar each. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you to the JCBBs. Much respect to you, ladies. Uh, and maybe it's men. It could be men, too. I'm, whatever. I'm cool. I'm down for whatever. Thank you uh, to all nine of you for donating your lovely Thank people you. uh, slash uh, groups. And, uh, yeah, continue to uh, enjoy young Sheldon. And, Stefan, your work is done. You may go to sleep, my friend. Okay. I'm so tired. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the, uh, donating. Good night, Steve. You know, okay. <laughs> Good night, boys. Motherfucker! Shit!
Shut the fuck up there. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman. Billy Reed. Watch it, you fucking asshole. Fuck. He's named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes during, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid. I ain't getting this voice. <laughs> We're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Consider yourself a pretty good tracker then, huh? Well, if it's just blatantly obvious, and curious where this sucker lived, and so I walked about half, uh, half a mile out of my way to sort that out. My bad, my friend, I'm sorry. Okay, but if you let it get the half by Wednesday, then you pay 20 no, minutes back No, it won't floor. get the half by... Right, by Wednesday, it's going to be 40, and then on Friday, it'll be 40 Not 40, again. 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. <laughs> Not half. Oh, half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. Just fucking play score. Google me, Everybody Google me, You see that? I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this body. Those horses are back safe at the farm after quite the escapade this evening. They made it through these woods and straight on to Route 2 during heavy traffic. Both of these nuts, cage fighter, both of these nuts rolling to victory by a head over cage fighter. What's the odds of a horse being called modesty? I thought we were going to blur that. No, we were going to blur it, but we thought, no, let's just roll the dice. Our ass is in the jackpot, we don't do something there. It's Antoine Roussel, and it's time for Ride with Bruce, starring me, Bruce. Awkward point, very well made. Miami. Through all of that, you know, it's taught me how to be a wizard. Well, the improvement will lead to success, will lead to championships. Yeah, I kiss all my kids in the mouth, don't hate. At home, they call me Big Al, and I have dingers.